Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I'll read from verse 1 of the 15th chapter of the Epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'll read from verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand. The gospel. Brethren, I declare to you the gospel. I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast the word I preached to you, except you believe in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to scriptures and that he was seen by Cephas then by the twelve after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain to the present as of the time he was writing. But some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. The last of all, he was seen by me. Me also, as by one born out of a due time. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. You see? But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, by the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach. And so you believe. Glory be to God in the highest. Say, I can see my responsibility here. Say it. I can see my own responsibility here. Say it. I can see my own responsibility here. Now let me ask you, what's your responsibility? That's it. You believe. That's all. That's all. That's all. I am confident, ladies and gentlemen. That the one who called me, the one who saved me, <laughs> the one that is giving me life today, is here. He's alive. He will touch you. In the name of Jesus. See, why do you always say this? Because that's the, that's the reality. If he's here, he will touch you. Who is wasting his time? Or who is here to waste Jesus' time? So I'm confident that he will touch 
in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So let me quickly go to the things we just read. Did you hear what he called the gospel? What did Paul call the gospel? That Jesus died and resurrected. <laughs> and that he's alive forevermore. And he's still fulfilling his mission on earth. Hallelujah. That's what he called the gospel. So it's what I received. And I like the way he put it. Because it was what he received. It wasn't what he physically saw. It wasn't present there. He heard. He was an enemy. He was an agent of the devil. Enemy of God. At the time. I hear him. He said, it is what I receive that I have come to believe that I am giving you. Somebody, Jesus died for you. He resurrected for you. He's alive forevermore. Glory be to God in the highest. And of course, he said, after resurrection, he was seen, so there's no question about his resurrection. He was seen bodily. He says, Cephas, disciples, 500 years ago, when the apostles, I mean, he said, said the last day of all, I saw him. <laughs> Anybody can argue what they want. Anybody can believe what they want to believe. But I saw him. And that's important. That's key. When did he see him? When did Paul see? He didn't see him as Paul. He saw him as Saul. When did he see him? He saw him in his quarrel. He saw him in his bitterness and anger against God. He saw him in his anger and ah, he was destroying the body of Christ. He was maiming and hauling into prison. His anger. Something's about to happen here today. Something is about to happen. In the name of Jesus. He said, and I saw him. Sir, how did you see him? I was going with venom to go destroy the church. Then he stood across my path. Calmly. This stone that if it falls on you, you'll be ground to powder. If you fall on him, you'll be broken to pieces. Either way, don't go near him. I feel the fire now. But this time around, Paul was not just going near him. He wanted to destroy him. And by the time he landed on the ground, <laughs> anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God is coming down. And not just ground, though. But for the mercy of God, hell. But God had mercy left. Stop there. You know, call the same. Say, Saul. <laughs> God opened up a dialogue. We are talking resurrection. He opened up a dialogue. Say, Saul, Saul, you are persecuting me. Uh-uh. He said, Who are you, Lord? For him, for such a thing to happen, 
This person must be superior. Lord, straight away. Say, I am Jesus. Everybody shout Jesus. Jesus. So shout Jesus. Jesus. Let me have that name again. Jesus. Again, Jesus. 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 Say, I am Jesus. Whom you are persecuted. Simple. He said, what do you want from me? He said, you know what? You're going to get up. They will lead you. Amazing God. When God is talking about your destiny in a finishing manner, he will use the phrase, they will lead you. I'm not joking. When he's talking about your assignment and destiny in the kingdom, he will start with the phrase, follow me. But when he's saying about your completion, he will say, they will lead you. He said, really? Yeah, I heard him twice in the Bible. He said, they should lead him. He said, from the God, you into the city. You go into the city. And when you get into the city, he said, we told you. <laughs> and that was the change. So he had an encounter. But the key thing I'm looking at here was that he resurrected the third day. It's key there. Somebody said, which is true, that resurrection is at the core of Christian beliefs. No other religion, and that's why Christianity is not a religion in the world, that bases its entire existence on his Lord that died and resurrected and is alive forevermore. Not one. Only Christianity. He said it. It happened. Not one. Even the one that tried to brag in a very fake way that they resurrect. But the historical account of resurrection, John chapter 20, Matthew 28, Mark 14, in fact, all the gospels, not just the synoptic gospels, will make it clear to you, like in Mark, he said that on that day, an angel came and flung out the rock. And it was an earthquake that happened. And the soldiers that were supposed to be making sure that nobody came thinking they would steal the body, they fled. And when they came to look, they saw like one that just woke up in the morning and laid his bed, folded the coverlet, neatly, put the pillow there, neatly. And when they looked the more, they saw someone sitting at the top, someone sitting at the edge. They were angels, and they were beaming with smiles. But can you combine all the accounts and the gospels together? You have an incredible story. But one question that was asked was, hey, Mary, 
Why is it that you are looking for the living amongst the dead? Didn't he tell you that he will resurrect? We have different accounts. On account, Mary was there talking to them, or Mary ran back and went to call Peter, and Peter and John ran, and when they came, that's what they saw. And then, of course, in one account, he said, look, go tell them, my brethren, because he didn't say my disciples, so go tell my brethren, all right, that they should go wait for me in Galilee. Something has happened. The ones he left as disciples, yet they were still disciples or apostles, as it were. They were no longer just apostles. They were his brethren. For them to be looking for him indicates their believing. How being someone doing to trepidation? And so, that he resurrected bodily. It's not a question. Some want to argue that, well, well, even Paul said there's celestial body and terrestrial body. Oh, yeah. That will you call the body of Jesus when he woke up terrestrial body? But the body was good enough to live on earth and be visible to the people on earth. The body could be touched. Can you touch spirit? The body ate fish. The body remained 40 days talking about the principles of the kingdom of God. Teaching them. So he resurrected bodily, materially. But in that he did that, this is me now, just looking at my Bible. He resurrected spiritually emotionally, bodily, all together. Was it not that day that he would be crucified that he was saying for life it was possible? Woo! That he was praying and destroyed. Was it not the same one that when he got on the cross said, Father, forgive them? Was it not the same one that said, Father, Father, why did you forsake me? It was the same one when he was erected. It was like, peace be unto you. And I looked at the meaning of the word resurrection. So what does it mean, resurrection? It means stand up. It means recovery. It means a standing on the feet again. I like the word again. It means rising. So anyhow you look at it, it's an active word. It's a word that changes you from one state to another. A word that comes with courage and boldness, that comes with enthusiasm, that comes with action. Glory be to God. You can't talk resurrection and everything will be done. No. Glory be to God in the highest. So let me talk of resurrection in just three faces. All I've been saying now has been historical account. What happened? We could go back and go and read all these things. When I was reading, I was, it was funny to me. In one of the accounts, after... They took him to Pilate. Pilate said, ha, what did you say was his offense? Because I can't find any guilt with this guy. They said, whether you find or not, crucify him. Ah. <laughs> Thank God we have judges here. Ah. They are telling you what they want. 
your position. And you are saying, look, by the law, and morally speaking, what I'm saying, this guy has committed no offense. The officer said, no, kill him. Huh? Pilate said, what, what are you going to do with this? They, 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 they said, when Pilate saw that they, there was going to be a commotion, they must have him killed. He said, okay, you know what? We normally release one person uh, during this festival, Passover. We have Barabbas. You all know Barabbas. You are, if I release Barabbas today, you don't sleep. You'll be sleeping in one eye. All of you. It was a real kingpin, chief terrorist. But they caught him. And I said, do, do I release that one to you? Or this innocent Jesus? They said, give us that one. This one, kill him. Wow. They said, okay, you know what? I don't know what to do. It's took water. <laughs> no, but he was, he, was, he was culpable. He had the opportunity to say, no, acquitted. They said, acquitted. He didn't. So he watched this hand, but they killed him. But that was prophecy fulfilled. Otherwise, you would never, I, would never, I would never have met you. You would never have met me. I would never have become a child of God. But they killed him. <laughs> Woo! And then the amazing thing was that they went back later. They said, Pilate, this man, he was boasting that on the third day he will rise. <laughs> Send soldiers to go guard the place. I said, they were even at death, they were afraid of him. Let me say to you, the things that have scheduled your life from today, in the name of Jesus, on account of who you are, and the power that rests inside of you, when they mention your name, they'll say, stop. Fear will paralyze them. In the name of Jesus. Because of who you are and who you have. Glory be to God in the highest. So, with all this, he resurrected. But this is history. So, what does this mean? Let me just quickly bring to my eyes. Number one, like I said, at the core of Christianity, this is it. I can see if we read that from this first Corinthians before I leave. Look at from verse 15. First Corinthians 15, 15. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Okay. It says from 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you now say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. And your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised him up or raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up. If in fact the dead do not rise, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sin. Then also, those who are falling asleep, that is, who are dead in Christ, have perished. <laughs> if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable and miserable. So he arose. So from this, without saying much, what does that tell you? It defines the hope of Christians. I mean, it defines our future security. Hear me? Whether you die or live, if you're in Christ Jesus, there's a big hope for you. There's still something about to happen in your future. It's not a message you preach too much anymore, but our God will help them be able to touch it here today. You see what I'm saying? 
because he resurrected, he has triggered resurrections. Is somebody here? Is somebody here? Glory be to God in the highest. Matthew 27, Matthew 27, 51 to 54. Then behold, that was why he was on the cross. The moment he gave up the ghost, see what happened. The veil of the temple was torn in two forms, top to bottom, and the earth, what? Can, can I please participate? Now, say that. The earth quaked there, and the rocks were what? I don't know the hardest thing that is hard in your life. <laughs> it will be pulverized in Jesus' name. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power, resurrection power, made available to you today. Okay, look at it now. See, into, into, uh, they were split. And the graves were what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And what happened? Did I hear you? Read again. Many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. So the moment he died and descended to her, before he came back, Resurrections began. So those who were believers before Christ died, you know where they were? They were in what we call paradise. So if you ask me today, if we die, we're going to paradise. Paradise is empty. Where is paradise? It's the same place referred to as Abraham's bosom. When Jesus was giving parable of uh, Lazarus and the and the rich man, remember the story. They both died. And then where, where, where was Lazarus? Abraham's what? Bosom. Where was the rich man? Hell! Is somebody hearing me? Glory be to God in the highest. But they could see each other. The rich man said, ask Lazarus to come and put water in my mouth. Abraham said, I'm sorry. You enjoyed yourself in life. You followed after the pleasures of this world. There's nothing wrong in, being, in, in having pleasures. If you're having pleasures in Christ Jesus, there's nothing wrong in being wealthy. If you're wealthy in Christ Jesus, there's nothing wrong in living a good life. If you're living a good life in Christ Jesus, but when you are less distracted, pleasure defines your life a whole though. It doesn't matter how high the person may be. Let Christ define your life. Pleasure will seek you out. I'm not joking. He said you had your pleasure. So what happened? Said, and uh, he had the suffering. But here, it's irreversible. Even if I want to ask him, there's a big God, Jim, between us. He can't cross over. That was paradise. Read Ephesians 4 when you get home. From verse 8. You will hear that he went down to hell. And what did he do? He made captivity captive. Who, what was this captivity? The saints of God that when they died could have gone to heaven. They couldn't go. Because Jesus hadn't died and so heaven was not open to any man yet. Jesus is, is called the first fruit of those who resurrected. So he went down. Because these ones should go to heaven but instead they came down. He went down first of all. And he set them free. The Bible says he made captivity. That was why people saw people they knew. They were walking into Jerusalem. They saw them. The Bible said they saw them. They didn't see their spirits. They saw them. I'm talking resurrection. 
Our Christianity is no joke. It's real. Then let me just quickly jump. You see this in Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 58. Okay, where? Ephesians chapter 15. Ephesians. First Corinthians. 15. First Corinthians. 15. Ephesians chapter 6. He said that if Christ did not die, then we are most miserable. We are hopeless. But we are not hopeless. Because when he resurrected, guess what he did? He taught them about the kingdom throughout. And then on the Mount of Olives, for 40 days, 40 nights, he taught them concerning the kingdom. And finally, he blessed them. And before their eyes, he was lifted up. So he blessed them and ascended. But what did he say? What did the angel say to them? He said, This same Jesus, in the very way you see him going, he's coming back. Is somebody hearing me? And you hear it in the blessings of Paul, whether it's in Ephesians or in the First Corinthians, Paul made it clear. He said he's coming again. In fact, the way he put it, at the sound of the trumpet, the shout of an archangel, he said, ha ha, he will appear. So in that he resurrected, he's resurrecting again. When I said he's coming back again, and again, and again, and each time, it affects our, some kind of resurrection. The old saint you heard, what about us? Said when that noise is made, then those who died in Christ said, first of all, they'll fly. He said, What? The grave will release them by force. It's not in vain that it's called the first fruit to rise from the dead. Please hear me well. What if he appears today? We call it the rapture. It's not the second coming, no? it's disappearance. What if he appears today? His coming appearance or rapture is just for believers. Hear it? It's just for believers. And those who are dead will pam. Then those who are supposed to be alive, pam. People will fly. That's when those who are liars, who are not believers, they will rise. <laughs> And that's why, whether we are dead or alive, it doesn't matter. Let's live unto Jesus, unto God, through Christ. See, no matter how tough, no matter how easy this realm is, it is temporary. Everybody born of a woman will die. Those who are killing people and your death will be miserable because you will die whether you like it or not everybody will die and we are better known that everybody so when he comes it will be the resurrection of the saints but before then those of us who are saints are already resurrected how? Uh-uh. Ephesians chapter 2 you who are dead in your sin had he what? Quickened. It's not the same word as resurrection, but it's the same word as make alive. And Strong says it is like raising from the dead to live again lies with Christ. Go and check it up. So for you to be born again is a resurrection. It's a turning back from death to life. 
And when the rapture will happen, it is for those of us who are alive or who are in Christ, whether dead or alive. Now, listen, I'm talking the future now. Good. It doesn't end there. The future doesn't end there. He, and when we rise, what happens? The Bible says, once we lift with him, we are not coming back home. He takes us with him. All who are in him. But it's only logical. It's what is logical. He is the head by the body. Will your head be somewhere or your body be somewhere else? Huh? Then at the second coming, even before then, before the second coming, there's another rapture. He said, which one? The great tribulation. And that's why we believe strongly that the rapture will happen midway. Some say before. Some say midway. Some say after. So some say pre. Some say ah. Some say post. To tell you that we understand these things. We thought it before. But anyhow, it's tied around the tribulation. But the truth is this. We will not go through the tribulation. Before his second coming, the tribulation saints, those who up to now, no matter what to do, no matter what God says, no matter what God does, they don't care. They take God for granted. Like the Jews. They believe God, but they don't believe that Jesus is the Savior yet. In their traditional destiny. They believe the Savior, but they don't believe that the one that has come is the Jesus. Is the Jesus. That's the problem. But in the tri- when, the, when the tribulation sets in, when the 666 is in charge, when it takes over, <laughs> the world will know. We deal ruthlessly with the Jews that they will rush into the kingdom. Guess what? They will raptured. There's yet another one. He said, which one? At that time, there were two witnesses who went up without death. Moses and Elijah. They will come and they will witness. The Antichrist will slaughter them. The whole world will see them. And those angels of them will say, yeah, we will. Three days. Jesus will lift them up. Quicken their body from the streets. They will get up. Warm. Let me say to you, your Christianity is not limited to just wearing shirts and trousers and dressing up and coming to church and then struggling with sin and struggling with righteousness and so Hey, no! You are a choice treasure of God, bought with the price, the blood of Jesus. Know yourself, know who you are. We are going to turn Christianity into child's play. It is the most serious thing this side of heaven. But is he coming again? He said, Well, he will come down to the world called the second coming. At that time, he won't come alone. He's coming with all of us. But before then, there will be another resurrection. He said, Really? Of all the unbelievers. Eh? Yes, everybody will resurrect. And they will stand before the great white throne. While our resurrection is to live with him forever, their own resurrection will be to go to hell forever. Everybody will resurrect. One time or the other. Go and study your Bible. Everybody will resurrect. And that's why the spirit of man is indestructible. 
Don't mind sitting by afraid of them that kill the body, can do it after they can do nothing. The longest anybody can live here, here. tell me somebody now that is 300 years. Proceed. But we will live for thousands of years. Whether with Jesus or in hell. I'm talking Christianity. I'm telling you what has happened with resurrection so you can have a good understanding. I just said what happened was it happened in history, but the implication is far into the future, to the end of ages. Now, what about now? Let me say this now, now, present day. Is it useful? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, for us Christians, are you here? Are you here? It is our own current reality. Resurrection. You say, what do you mean? Ah, you are dead in your sins. He quickened you. Just like God quickened his dead body in the grave. He quickened you. That's why you are alive today. That's why the thing that I used to do, I do that. The things I used to do, I the things I used to like, I like them no more. But that is the great change since I'm born again. Hallelujah. Hello? That's why if any man be in Christ, it's a nutrition. He's a resurrected being. From what? From the fallen states that happened in the Garden of Eden. We were all sinners. Every man has sinned and function of the glory of God. Even the greatest people on earth. Everybody sinned and came short. Why? We were born in sin. We were conceived in sin. So sin has been our nature. Our DNA. But thank God for Jesus. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no redemption for sin. If any man believes, he will not perish. God will wipe out. It's only the blood that can wash away sin. And the blood of Jesus, that is. That's why you are different. So, you are separated from the world. You are in the world. Your husband may be an unbeliever, but you are among the chosen. Why? Because you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And God is expecting that through you something will happen to your husband and happen to your son and happen to your daughter. And see, he said, any house you get to, that's finished. <laughs> He's finished teaching them. But they were practicing how it will be after he had ascended. He said, go in two, 70 of them. Any house you get to, first, say, you have the power to effect peace. There you are. You are different. He said, if there's any sort of peace there, your peace will latch there. From there to take over. If there's not, it will come back to you. It will come back to you. Can you see that we have a big role to play in Nigeria? So we are separate. We have been resurrected from the dead in that wise. But we are the same one that will be caught up in the air again. But in between the times, hear what Paul said. He said, now that I know that you are born again, I am praying for you that God will give you 
wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. So you will know the riches of the glory of inheritance in you. You are a treasure to God. Resurrection costs that. And the exceeding greatness of his power, the kind of power that nothing on earth can compare with. Nothing can overcome. That power was said towards you. Why well, look at amplified? Look at other versions. You see, that power is working in you. I'm praying that you will realize who you are. First of all, four. Don't you know? You belong to me, said God. And because of that, and my life in you, you have overcome them. Resurrection. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So what am I saying? So what are you saying? What's happening now? We are operating by the resurrection power. That was Paul praying for the church. You find in Colossians, you find this in Romans, in some other words. But look at this in Philippians. He didn't pray so much for the church there. He did, but he prayed for himself too. How? He said that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. So, what about now? Uh, you have the power available. Is the reason for your victory. Is the reason for your tomorrow. Is the reason you are a winner. For call it a foretaste of the glory to come. The Holy Ghost in you. You can wield any power anywhere. Shall we rise? Somebody say, Glory be to God in the highest. Shall glory be to God in the highest. Say, I am glad I'm a child of God. Bought with a prize. The blood of Jesus. The resurrection power walks inside of me. I'm head of my tail. His word in my mouth is fire. Power. Power. His word in my mouth is spirit. It is life. Lift up your hand and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. You are the resurrection bunch. You are the resurrection people. You have his power on earth. You have a glorious tomorrow. Your children's children will take it higher. He said, this is the covenant I have with them. My covenant I have with them. My spirit is upon them. And my word which is in their mouth will never depart. I said, take, take back your position. Resurrection means rising again. I command every falling thing in your life. I said, rise again in the name of Jesus. I said, rise again. I said, by the resurrection power of God in your life, I said, rise again. It says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ever dream or imagine. According to the power that works in you. I say, rise again. In the name of Jesus. If there are areas of failures, of fear, of anxiety, of weakness, of sickness, I command a healing now in the name of Jesus. You will return with testimonies in the name of Jesus. Father, take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray.
Tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shomolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.